This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family of God. So glad we could be together again. Today's message is titled, Tear Down That Wall. Tear Down That Wall. When the children of Israel arrived at the promised land, Joshua sent in 12 spies to spy out the land, a story we all know so very well. Now, 10 of them came back with a complaint. We can't conquer the land because there are giants in the land. And as a result, those complainers and whiners and doubters wandered in the desert for 40 years until all the older generation had died off. Let's learn from their mistakes. Let's not complain and whine and talk about our problems. Let's speak the word in faith. Amen. All right. So after spending 40 years in the wilderness, the children of Israel arrived once more at the border of the promised land of Canaan. Now in front of them were the giant walls of Jericho. They came back with Joshua to claim their possession. Let's pick up the story from Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13. I'm going to use the New King James translation. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. They lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? In other words, Joshua walked up to the man and said, Are you on our side or against us? Are you for us or against us? Whose side are you on? Now listen very carefully to what the man said to Joshua in verse 14, still in Joshua chapter 5. So he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord. He said, I am in charge of the army of God. (laughs) I'm I'm the president in chief general of the army of God. He says, as the army of the Lord, uh, as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell to his face on the earth and worshipped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? He understood exactly who he was talking to. We need to figure that out right now. Throughout Scripture, angels do not allow people to worship them. So this is not an angel because he worshiped. So who is this warrior with drawn sword that allowed Joshua to fall down before him and worship him? The word Lord here in verse 14, in this very verse, it's mentioned twice. The first time the word Lord is mentioned, it is Jehovah in the Hebrew, 
And the English translation for Jehovah is the self-existent one or the eternal one. And the word is taken from Jehovah. The second time the word Lord is used in that same verse is the word Adon in Hebrew, which means in English, sovereign ruler. The person, therefore, that appeared to Joshua, dear family of God, is the Lord Christ long before he walked the earth in a human body, long before he took on humanity. He has always been in existence. He is eternal. And he left his throne, came to earth, entered the womb of Mary, and received a body, and was known as a man by the name of Jesus. But the person walking in that body was Christ, the creator of all things. And this is the Christ who appeared to Joshua here in Joshua chapter 5 and said that he is the commander of the army of the Lord. Why did the commander of the army of the Lord come and visit Joshua? Why did Israel's covenant partner come? He came to fight their battles for them. The commander of Israel came to fight their battles for them. Christ is their commander because of covenant, and Christ is our commander. He fights our battles because of covenant. He is the one that conquered Goliath on behalf of David. And he is the same covenant partner that fights our battles today. Now, let no Christian underestimate who Jesus the Christ is. He's not meek and mild, gentle Jesus. No, he's a mighty warrior. That's who he is. What happened to Israel is a shadow and a type of what happens to us in our Christian experience today. We have to grasp this truth that our covenant partner is waiting with his sword drawn to fight our battles for us both day and night. He stands ready. If we dare say what God will do for us, then our covenant partner will take charge of that situation. Say this with me. I will get through this. Say that again. I will get through this. Say this. My covenant partner is on my side. Say this. The battle is the Lord's, and the victory is mine. Praise God. After this, in Joshua chapter 6, the commander instructed Joshua to tell the whole nation of Israel that they were to march around the walls of Jericho once per day for seven days. On the seventh day, they were to march around the wall, around the whole city, seven times. 
And the commander said, on the seventh day, the priests were to blow the trumpets, and everyone was to give a huge victory shout. Because, now listen to his words, this is what the commander said, I want everyone to give a huge victory shout because I have given Jericho into your hand. That's in Joshua 6 verse 2. Give a huge victory shout standing outside the walls while they're still standing. Why? Because I have given Jericho into your hand. Even though it might look like you are bankrupt, I don't know what challenges you might be having, but if you're having financial challenges right now, just because God said in Philippians 4.19 that He will meet all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, God promised that He'd supply every one of your financial needs from His sources in heaven. He's not limited to earth's economy. So because of that verse, Philippians 4.19, we praise God. We praise God saying, my needs are met because God said it. He has given me the victory. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you praise Him like you are prosperous because God said you are. If He meets every need of yours, then you are prosperous. Even if the doctors walk away and say to you, there is nothing else we can do for you. You can shout and praise God like the children of Israel did while the walls of Jericho were still standing. Why? Because God said in Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5 that our covenant partner Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried away our pains. And in Matthew 8 16, it says Jesus healed all who were sick. That's not just those who were there, but everybody, including us today. He healed all on the cross. And 1 Peter 2.24, God said, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. So we can praise God like they did because of the promise. In Joshua chapter 6 and verse 10, Joshua tells the entire nation of Israel they are to march around the walls of Jericho for seven days and they are not allowed to speak one word during the entire time. It's probably not while they were sitting down or sleeping, but when they got up to walk around the city, they were not allowed to speak. I guess Joshua is making sure that no one said anything of doubt or unbelief while they're walking around those walls. If you remember 40 years before this, the 10 spies came back with a negative report and said, we can't take the land, there's giants in the land, and they end up having to die in the wilderness for 40 years. And so Joshua's not going to have a repeat to that. He doesn't want to go back another 40 years into the desert. So he told them, you can't speak. Now on the seventh day, they were to march around the wall seven times. And then they were told to give a great victory, praise the Lord, shout, and the priests would blow the trumpets. So Joshua and the children of Israel praised God 
while the walls of Jericho were still standing. Simply because God said, I have given you the city. The reason they praised God while the walls are still up, nothing happened, was because God said, I've given you the city. The children of Israel were acting as though they had already conquered the city of Jericho. There was no visible evidence to prove they had conquered Jericho. They were simply acting like they had because God said, I've given you the city. As soon as they began to praise God in unity, the walls of Jericho fell down, and they were able to run in and take possession. Now, Pastor Bev and I took a tour to Jericho several times, and the tour guides showed us that the walls didn't just fall over, they actually, the ground opened up and the walls fell down into the earth. So at the top of the wall was level with the ground. And the children of Israel, the army, ran straight in at full speed right over those walls because there's no bricks to climb over and conquered the city. Now, they were not praising God so that the walls would fall down. This is a very important point. They were not praising God so that the walls would fall down. No. They were praising God because God said, I have given you the city. You see, praising God so that the walls do fall down in the future is hope. It's not faith. They that believe hath. They that believe hath. Unless I believe I've got it, it's not faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. I've got to believe I've got it before I see it. So they were praising God because they have the victory, because God said, I have given you the city. In other words, we have conquered the city even if we can't see it, even if there's no evidence, even if the walls are standing up and the people are looking down, their ears blocked, thinking we're a bunch of nuts, uh, nut people down there shouting and screaming. It doesn't matter. We've conquered the city even if we can't see it because God said we have. So we praise God because we are healed, because God said we are. No matter what the walls look like, the walls of sickness. We praise God because we are prosperous, because God said we are, no matter, no matter what the walls of poverty look like. If they did not praise God like God told them to, that would prove they did not believe what God had said. You see, those who can't praise God for His Word are telling us they don't believe the Word. That's why it's so important to go to church on the weekend and go and worship God 
because that proves to God you believe His promises and you are thanking Him for His promises. You are thanking God because you are prospering, you are healed, your family's united, you are all saved, you're all going to heaven, even if they're not saved, they're not going to heaven, even if you've got strife in the house, the devil's come in, everybody's sick, there's poverty everywhere. You go to church and you praise God, but you say, God, I'm praising you because I'm going to prove to you I believe what you said in your word is true. Don't sit at home and watch it on the screen. That's a distant second prize. If you have to do that, and there's no other way, that's a distant second prize, at least you're going to get the word. But go to church and worship God because that proves to God you're walking in faith. It'll cause you to have victory like you can't even imagine. All right. So most Christians are waiting for God to do something. Then they will shout. They want to see it, then they will believe it. When the walls fall down, I'll praise God. That's not going <laughs> to work. Walls, God's not going to knock those walls down. You'll be, you'll be waiting till hell freezes over because those walls are not coming down. We praise God because the Word says we are healed. Amen. We praise God because the Word says I'm prosperous. It's the easiest thing in the world to shout after the walls have fallen down. A man of God one time prayed and asked God for something, and then he began to praise God and praise God. And then a few days later, the prayer was answered. And the same person that told him what had happened said, aren't you going to praise God? He says, yeah, I did when it gave it to me at the time of prayer. <laughs> I already praised him. I praised him at the time of prayer. <laughs> That's when I got it. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Some folks do cartwheels when the thing arrives. That's not real faith, family. Our cartwheels and praise and gratitude should be when we pray because we believe that's when we got it. Amen. That's when we show our gratitude. And that so excites and pleases the Father. Amen. That's what they're doing here outside Jericho. Now, it's also not faith. It's not faith to wait till the walls fall down, then praise Him. Also, it's very easy to get lulled into passivity. It's very easy to stop using our faith. I know from personal experience, this is something that I have to guard against myself all the time. Make sure I use my faith. I always feed my faith to make sure I continue to use my faith. It's very easy to get passive in our faith. All right, let's make these bold confessions of faith together. Say this, dear Father God, I thank you for prospering me. 
so I can finance the gospel. I thank you, Father, for keeping me well so I can spread the gospel. I thank you for keeping me well so I can work in your kingdom, so I can lay up treasure in heaven. Let's raise the right hand and say, I thank you, Father, for guiding me every day. Thank you for protecting me and my family from all harm, danger, and deception. Now remember, find a scripture that promises you the answer to your problem. And praise God for it and thank Him for it. Meditate on it, look at it, and praise Him. While you're praising Him and thanking Him, look at the verse and say, this is why I'm praising you, God, because you have given me the victory. I have it now. I am prosperous. I am well. Praise God. Here's my answer. All right? The walls will come down. Don't worry about them. That's not your problem. Your problem is to look at the verse and thank Him. God's problem is to take care of the problem. That's God's problem. You do your part, God will do His part. All right, family. So glad we could spend this time together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you don't know that you're going to heaven one day and you want to, be sure. You hope you're not going to wake up in the fires of hell. We can be sure today that we will go to heaven. We don't have to be concerned about that. So while heads are bowed, while eyes are closed, wherever you are watching this show, this uh, TV broadcast, say this little prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Thank you, Jesus. I declare you are the Lord of my life, and I live for you with all my heart till I see you face to face. Because I have done this, I am saved. I am God's child. I am bound for heaven. Congratulations if you said that. We'll see you in heaven. Keep serving Jesus. Pastor Bev and I love you with all our hearts, and we are praying for you every day. God richly bless you. We'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 